0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. You know, every uh, fourth Saturday, we get to hop over the pond to England to chat with our friend Glenn Burrows. It's the English Connection show. We love it. Uh, Glenn is a family history expert, a tour guide, and owner of Norfolk Tours in England. Now, you know what? It's that Halloween season, and we can touch on that with Glenn. Um, but also... Coming up is November 5th. Um, Remember, Remember the 5th of November is a song um, that we sang when I was a kid living in England in the 80s. And um, anyway, so we're going to talk about Guy Fawkes today. So welcome back, Glenn. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Thanks. Yeah. Looking
0: forward to everything that's going on. I I am too, because, you know, Guy Fawkes night was a big deal when I was a little kid in the 80s, right? I'm thinking, I think we were early, mid 80s when we lived there. Who knows? Right. But it was bonfire night and it was kind of like the neighborhood got together and burnt old things like it didn't. You know, now I was talking to my friend Melissa and -hmm. she's like, no, we have to go over to the park and it's this many pounds. And this is included and they have these vendors and cider Mm -hmm. and it's it's a little bit different. And then we went to bonfire night. Oh, no, it wasn't bonfire night. It was just a party, I think. Yeah. <laughs> try to figure what it was. In Guernsey, but they did have a bonfire and I did try Slow gin for the first time and um yeah, apparently you can't walk as well as you think. But um <laughs> just <saying. laughs> Guernsey and the Channel Islands, but they did burn things too. Um so the burning of things kind of represents Guy Fawkes, right? Um what well, yeah, I mean, parliament.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I think what it was all about was that we celebrated this in november and a good thing to do is to have a bonfire because it keeps you warm um ah. but also we we all when i was when i was a youngster we used to actually make a guy a guy guy forks a model of him using all old clothes and stuff it was straw and newspaper and throw him on the bonfire you know with just nice friendly things like burning people you know that
0: oh, was, you the- can't do that to wurzel Gummidge. <laughs>
1: No no, no, but that's that's what we used to do well the the week before we used to make our guy, and we used to put him in an old pram or in a push chair or that's right and push him around the village and try and collect money a penny for the guy, and then we would buy our fireworks with the money that we collected with our guy so if we mm. if we made a really good guy then we could collect some some pennies from the neighbours and buy some fireworks.
0: Oh, but you see so that and that's cool though. That's fun.
1: Yeah. I mean like Melissa was saying, that the the problem nowadays well I say the problem. The development nowadays is all about health and safety. So firework displays are generally organized ones now. Mm-hmm. So you normally get one the local school might put one on. The local PTA, you know, Parents and Teachers Association, the local scout group, even the local fire brigade put them on, which is a good idea because, you know, the fire brigade know what's happening when they're talking about fire. Um, And a lot of fireworks now are really big, really expensive, and obviously really dangerous. Mm. Not that they weren't dangerous when I was young, but, you know, they're much bigger nowadays. (laughs) So the the danger element of things now are much more top of everybody's list. So you don't do so many at home. You don't see so many home. And also, it's also less easy to have a bonfire because there are a lot of new rules and regulations about people having bonfire. Do you have
0: homeowner associations and things like that, like we do? Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Especially
1: in in towns (laughs) and in cities, you can't have a fire. It's against the law to have a fire. So in a all of
0: our little, yeah, you know, and 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 I agree with a lot of them. At the same time, there's that edge of like, God, we had so much fun being rogue, you know, um, yeah. you know, just burning stuff in the backyard, kind of like let's have a party. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of interesting how things develop. And I think the States has gotten to know Guy Fawkes. And um, that's where the organization Anonymous uses his face. Um And they go after bad guys, you know, and you think about oh, Guy Fawkes, oh, yeah. yeah. you know, um, and we'll go into the history of it because kind of odd thinking that they were going to burn something, blow up parliament, basically, which people could yep. get hurt and then you celebrate it. So it's kind of a celebration of that not happening. Right. So bonfire night is it's not happening, um, but now it's also become a fundraising kind of element. So,
1: yes. I mean the the celebration was based on the celebration of them not blowing up the king and Parliament. Um, it's sort of obviously it happened in sixteen o five so ninety nine percent of people don't actually care about what they're having fireworks for they just have fireworks. But the idea behind the whole thing was it was a celebration started by the church actually it started to be um a church service on the 5th of november to celebrate the fact that we didn't blow parliament and the king up so that morphed into a general party atmosphere i think and Mm. now it's even got more so with people having organized events so you know Like a lot of things, they start off with a church celebration, and they end up with something that is nothing like. Yeah, nothing like the original idea. A bit like Christmas, really.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's fascinating. And Halloween now—are you celebrating Halloween in England? Because you didn't do that when I was there.
1: No, we. They do say that Halloween is probably the second biggest money spinner for shops. At the moment, again, because we've taken over what America does. And, you know, everything is at the moment in the shops. It's all good. Well, at least
0: we know you'll have better sweets than us with our candy here. You know, you know, you're going to be better. Now, do you have that candy corn, corn candy or whatever? Do you have that with the orange and white stripes that looks like teeth?
1: Uh, No, I don't think so. But you never know. nowadays. Well, it's like
0: eating crayons. And it's so sweet and sugary that your teeth bend as you even do it. And it's like you're um, eating teeth and then your teeth are just like, this is too sweet for me. It's like eating crayons, very, very sweet, syrupy crayons.
1: No, I don't think so. We just, we just lots, ones. lots of different sweets.
0: Oh, that's good, though. But that's good. So bonfire night. And, you know, that's a good time to make a good soup. It's a good time to have, exactly. you know, yes, yeah, soup, hot chocolate, um, you know, Jacket those kinds of things.
1: is a favorite.
0: Oh, sausage, tell everybody about
1: that. Sausage. Oh, jacket potato. Um, well, we, we cook our jacket potatoes in the oven. You know, it's why it's called a jacket potato because it's got a jacket on still. And then we have it filled with whatever we want, butter, cheese. Ooh. Um, you know, anything like that. So you just eat something really warm. Um, a vegetable soup is really popular. You know, throw everything in a saucepan and boil it up and make a little lo- lovely, make a
0: bonfire sauce. soup.
1: Yeah exactly is what we do. Um we also normally do sausages so we have you know sausages in a bread roll, hot dogs. Only we we have proper sausages. We don't have hot dog sausages. You know we have proper butcher sausages. Um we have burgers as well so you know anything like that. It's basically anything that you can eat that's going to make you nice and warm because you're outside in a, on a cold night. With a beautiful bonfire burning, and you're tucking into lovely, hot, savory food. And it's just a Ooh. bit of fun.
0: And you know what? You said the word tucking, and that's yep. something that, you know, I remember being the tuck box. Go to the tuck box. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's, the tuck box was like the cafeteria, like you go for sweets and, yes. and like, you know, like the chippy, Mr. Chippy.
1: Well, when, when I was at school, the, the tuck shop, was where we would go and buy our bag of crisps or chips, as you call them. Yeah. Our little bars of chocolate, our bags <sighs> of sweets, things Smarties. like that. Smarties. Yes, yeah, Smarties, and that was Ooh. just a you know a few pence. You just mm. take your pocket money and you would buy something in the tuck shop. But wow. um, you know, bonfire night is really for something to keep you warm because November the fifth is very often a, a chilly night. Mm-hmm. so you want to keep nice and warm mm-hmm. and wrapped up nice and warm and just have fun and what we do my my son-in-law lives on an airfield so that's a really wide open oh, wow. space, and we normally have a fire and the children have a few sparklers like the got behind me yeah. and a bit of, a few few fireworks but the most of it is that the whole family gets together and we're all round a bonfire and someone brings soup and someone brings sausages and you know so it's all a, it's a bring and share and oh that's, what, that's nice that is what it's all about really meeting okay, up with so, family and friends
0: but it did start off with someone being blown up so i'm like yeah. you know i think because
1: <laughs> it's no, it, someone not being blown up
0: not being blown up yeah but the attempt and it was not just guy fox and I was, I, there's an image we have of, um, all the conspirators and you've got, and everyone, Glenn's got an article up on blendradioandtv.com. Links are in show notes and keep up with Glenn. If you're going to England, go to norfolk-tours.co.uk.com. Mm-hmm. I got go it. For I, it. I, yeah, yeah. It's only been in my head for years now, right? But, um, but really, uh, the article, the, uh, the image I have and it'll be in the article has all the conspirators and then they called Guy Fawkes Guido. So. Guy is Guido, so was is is he from Spain or is he from a different country originally? I, now I feel like I have to do family history on him. Um, or maybe it was just the artist who did it.
1: Yes, I think I think it was just brought in as Guido. Mm. But I think um Guy was what he was what he was known as, as far That's as a I a British know. name.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a British name so, too. So why so this was a church thing and then it also had to do with the Queen and who and and the queen being a, a bastard child? Am I right about this? Or they thought that? Am I reading this well, wrong? Well, I'm just saying. But, yeah, yeah. The whole
1: the whole point was, you know, Henry. It it goes back, you know, in the last century before 1605, because it sort of started when Henry VIII broke away from the Catholic Church because he wanted to get divorced, so the Pope wouldn't allow him to get divorced. So Henry VIII then decided that he'd start his own church and get divorced himself. So he could then marry Anne Boleyn, who was Elizabeth I's mother. But the Catholics still thought that he was married. So therefore, Anne Boleyn was not married to him, according to the Catholic Church. So therefore, Anne Boleyn's daughter, Elizabeth I, Was a bastard because she was her mother wasn't married to the king. This is all what they thought at the time, and I can understand it. That if you were not divorced through the Pope, according to the Catholics, you weren't divorced. Mm. So therefore, any marriage that he had with Anne Boleyn, or any marriage he had after after that, were actually illegal marriages. So you wow. could see how they would say that actually she was not born within wedlock because they weren't married. Wow. This then brought lots and lots of different unhappy people. So they thought that actually to get the next monarch, you needed to go back to Henry the seventh. And then bring his line forward. This is where family trees are really fascinating, especially with the royal family. Oh, don't even oh, start about right. the royal family's family tree. But if you bring Edward uh, Henry the Seventh's family forward, it then actually meant that Arabella was supposed, or Arabella, so not Arabella, Arbella, was actually supposed to be the queen. So oh. even James, even James the First. Wasn't supposed to be king if the Catholics were right in the first place. I know it's very complicated. Wow. But if you look at, if you look at Henry the Seventh's family tree, you can see how Arbella would have been the queen if the Catholics were in charge. So wow. James I shouldn't have even been there. So that's why they were all trying to do this because they wanted the Catholic queen to be queen.
0: Now going back to Anne Boleyn, am I remembering this right or wrong? Wasn't she beheaded, or am I thinking of someone yes, else? She was beheaded.
1: I'm afraid so. And wow. she was actually supposedly born in Norfolk. Supposedly, I don't know. I oh. were not
0: Oh boy! So yeah, so this is a big hot mess, literally. So oh. here comes a Catholic saying, "We want them in." Who's to tell them yay or nay if you've already got a reigning monarchy, basically. So it would be like, it's this is like the game of chess. Let's get the kings and queens out and here we go.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like me asking the prime minister to give his job up because I don't think he's right. He's not going to do that, is he?
0: Right. Well, we won't go there. But when you think about getting to that point, I know, don't, don't start Glenn and I in politics because we'll just say that everybody's wrong. (laughs) Anybody who's in office is probably there too. I don't know, but, um, we won't go there. But in, in when you look at going to that, that was like over four or five, you know, that was a long, long time ago, centuries ago. And then you're thinking about now where we have all these protocols in our different countries, right? And still, we're still kind of repeating history in a weird way. When I look at this and the the States, obviously, um, you know, pretty much has done that. And um, sadly, and, you know, I go kind of bringing these things up is important because just like you're saying, okay, now we can't do fireworks in the backyard like you used to, you know, depending on where you are. Yeah. If you're in a city, that's probably a good thing. I know that actually like here in the 4th of July, it's a big deal because, You'll have a neighbor that's doing that, uh, you know, till three in the morning and the dogs and the cats, animals go missing. I mean, there's some traumatic things that happen of because course. we're actually living closer than what we used to years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? It I mean, we've got to think that society has multiplied quadruple, like whatever by the millions, right, across nice. the country, around the world. So these rules have to come in. Um, not that we all like rules. I mean, I never did good with that at school and stuff. And you, know, whatever, you know. If I, I mean, I remember making little bombs, like not bombs, but like little, like pipe things, like you know, as kids, and we would not, not any big explosives but just you know let's see what happens and it go boom (laughs) and then we go look what he did you know come on as kids we all did stupid stuff right but in this country I'd probably be put in jail already but (laughs) things change and I think even in how we run countries and stuff they change too for a little bit more democracy a little bit more go through the proper channels which can be really annoying (laughs) just a bit just a tad, but we don't need to have that kind of let's blow up something to get our way.
1: In so- theory, I mean, the the problem is that nowadays there are so many more opportunities for people to do things like that, and they they just seem as if that – I mean, what am I trying to say? In those days, to get a group of 10, 11 people together – was really difficult you know because you had to do it face to face you know you couldn't just pick your phone up or you couldn't just send someone a facebook message or you know you couldn't there was none of that so you had to actually get these groups of people together which was a lot more difficult today it's really easy and not so,
0: to let anybody know everyone uses whatsapp exactly. all the the criminal activities on those online communities you know yes. but like but you're not being seen now. If you're getting together on horseback and having meetings, people are going to notice you, right?
1: Well, apart from anything else, you actually have to do it. You know, you can't you can't just sit in your living room and have a conversation with twenty people, because you you had to you had to all be in the same room. You know, so it was all a lot more difficult to get everything organised. Today, it is too easy to get things organised,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: think that is one of the big problems. I know we we suffer in England with things like football, hooliganism, you know, sports matches. Yeah, I
0: remember soccer people going crazy.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what happens is that someone will say, right, we're all going to be in such a place, put it out on Facebook or wherever, and then suddenly instead of just having three people turn up, you've got 3,000 people turn up. You know, so this is one of the problems that nowadays we have got mass communication which we didn't have in them days.
0: I'm you telling know. you, Nancy's listening upstairs and she's hearing this and going, thank goodness there wasn't Facebook when Lisa was a teenager, because what would have been a house <laughs> party would have been with her t- friends would have been, oh,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: But, you know, <laughs> you know how that is. So, you know. so I think I think a
1: lot of the problems that that, you know, were going on years ago were quite small compared to what can go on now.
0: Yeah, but, and, you know, and now it, we have like real weaponry. Happen. Yeah, like crazy. So, yeah, we have we have big stuff. Yeah, and, so, and and it's this, more it's more happened. harmful in a way. It's more harmful now because like you, like people can just walk it. Like here we have all these shootings happening in this country, which is not a fun thing yeah. to bring up, but it's true. And they're behind a machine gun, whereas before if yeah. you were attacking someone you i mean when when there were wars and impalings and everything they just marched and impaled and then put people's heads on in you know swords and things and poles didn't you guys do a lot of impaling was that a roman thing oh, that
1: you, oh yeah we did we had I, I mean the this lot who were all um hung drawn and quartered they had their heads on 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 stakes just to tell everybody else that this is not a good idea because this is what's going to happen to you you know but but again, that is that is the problem, isn't it? That nowadays, um, mass destruction is relatively easy. But, you know, these people nearly succeeded. You know, it, it was only because they warned one of the people who was going to be in Parliament. They sent him a letter, a secret letter to say, don't go to Parliament today because you're going to get killed. So he the, instead of him saying, Right, thank you very much, I won't go, he went and took took the letter to the king and to Parliament. And then they searched the cellars and found what was going on. So if, wow. if they hadn't if they hadn't warned this other man, it would have happened. And they would have wow. blown up Parliament. So their one
0: good extent. deed actually backfired and killed them. Yeah. That's twisted. Like, yeah. really, But
1: that's like, I mean, a good thing. Yeah. Again, that's something that you don't actually hear about you know you always hear about you know guy fawkes and all this that and the other and blowing up parliament but actually the back story is fascinating mm-hmm. the back the story behind these things it's about you know like what would have happened if they had blown up parliament this arbella would have been the queen you know so we would wow. have then become catholic again and you know oh. so all wow. of these things just just because of one letter that all changed.
0: And, and this all becomes with religion and and yeah. governance being one, right? And and the yeah. freedom of religion. And I was thinking about that with England. And um, we were talking about this on a separate show, um, you know, how England came over here for freedom of religion. Yes. Right? And then you look at, you know, now we're in a country fighting over religion, religious yeah. rights and things. Um that go into people's spiritual and religious beliefs and people are losing things, losing like women, uh, you know, birth rights and all of that kind of thing. There's all kinds of things happening. And, and it's very extreme, actually You either really, really believe it or really. So there's this, and yet it all comes from some form of spiritual religious belief. Yeah, And yet we're the country of come bring your, you know, Come to this country, you know, in England, you think yeah. of the Mayflower, everyone coming over for, you know, religious freedom. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how we're going through this cycle again of things. And I'm not saying it's necessarily all positive what's going on because of the anger. Um, but every belief is rooted in a belief, like a a true belief, whether you like you're at the other side or not. And what you're I mean, each of us have some core moral beliefs and moral beliefs can and spiritual and religious beliefs are powerful man whether they are and they but, are i mean
1: isn't it a shame that we're still doing the same things as they were doing in 1605 that we're all basically about catholics and and church of england disagreeing about a belief as far as i'm concerned you believe believing what you like yeah. are yeah. not hurting anybody. Yeah. You know, or, but funnily you enough, I mean, somebody? I, I had, I had two, two visitors, uh, last week, um, husband and wife. I'm just trying to be careful not to yeah. give any, any information away, obviously, but, but they, they, they had two different belief systems, which were not my belief system, but we, we were having a sensible conversation discussing the differences and the similarities awesome. and, what it's all about and i was asking them questions about you know what it's like and it you know it was just a learning curve and we got on like a house on fire because we were just discussing and learning about each
0: other and that
1: why can't we just get on with it you know it doesn't matter human
0: beings we've still got that wild streak of animal blood in us i don't know you Mm -hmm. know i i you know we we are who we are but you know, going back in history and looking at things, I think is always important as a reminder. Um, you know, and, and if you look at, you know, the, the capital rights here and the insurrection that happened here, I mean, they wanted to be head part of parliament, not parliament, uh, you know, people that were in office. I mean, they really, I mean, the vice president, um, you know, uh, Pelosi, whether you like her or not, um, it's still wrong to go for death, you know. And this is a country of liberty and this is liberty and justice for all. And so <laughs> no matter what side you're on, that is, that is extreme, extreme behavior. And that ob- is fueled by sometimes propaganda too. So yeah. that's a thing. We also have a propaganda machine that is insanely huge. And yeah, way back when, because it was it, the propaganda machine, I'm sure is all because that's part of human nature. Propaganda yeah. is. Everybody has a vein of propaganda somewhere. And I'm using that word because I could say something else, but I'm behaving. But, you know, we all, you know, so there's always, it's going to be in different levels. But the propaganda machine is a propaganda machine that has always been there. But now, because the same thing, social media, all of these things that we have, all these tools, people could be totally just incensed over something that's not even true. Well, well partially this, true. You know, this is
1: what we've seen over the last few years, isn't it? Where we've got these false stories going about, you know. But you see, again, what going back to what I was saying about the the fact to to try and get eleven people together in them days was difficult, but also to to really to get people together in a in a fight for anything was difficult because. There were no very, very few newspapers. Um, Very, very, very few people could read and write in 1605 Mm -hmm. anyway. So the only way that you would find out about anything was to go to a meeting and hear somebody else talk because you could you couldn't you couldn't buy people like me wouldn't have bought a newspaper or we wouldn't have had a handout, you know, a little Mm -hmm. little sheet of paper. Because we couldn't read it anyway, so the only way I would be dragged into anything would be to go to a political meeting wow. um you know, so the way that people heard about things in sixteen o five was a lot different to how mm. people hear about things today, mm. so you know it's yeah. it's it, there's so much more to this, there's such a massive backstory to what went on in 1605 is a lot more than just guy fawkes
0: yeah you know, yeah and and massive. and it also shows whether you agree with what they did or not right that the people were passionate and, and belief in country yep. and the systems right and so when we flash forward to now the present time we have people that are angry fighting each other and all kinds of things and some just in for a good fight because there's yep. always that element right
1: of and course. then we've
0: also got the element of people who just don't give a damn
1: (laughs) yeah
0: just like oh whatever i'm getting on with my life and let let and not really caring about their surrounding community or their actual country which they'll act like it maybe you know to have a few words and and grasp some headlines so they can make it through a conversation at work but what happens you know do they really care are they passionate about their immediate community their belief system that way in their land so it's it's the, the extremism has happened through history and it becomes it radicalization actually yes right same, um, same
1: thing but the thing yes. is again again it had to be on a one-to-one basis in them That's in so them hard, like
0: it's hard to imagine now right it's hard yes. to imagine and now because we have so many people you could have a meeting and people don't even know you know and unless someone was following you and already had like a no but if people having to be one-on-one that's it's almost like this is what we're going to do and you just go do it and then how do you really plot and plan like everybody you know looking at parliament this is the time to do it you know all of that Mm. are there places that people can go as visitors to kind of stand and where stand grounders or museums that that share this history that people can go to when they go to england or just at least go to Parliament? I mean it's still um, there.
1: You, you can yeah, I mean you can go to Parliament. The the actual Parliament that was there in sixteen oh five is no longer there. Uh Westminster Hall is still there, um because that was built, I believe, in the fourteen hundreds. But the Palace of Westminster is Victorian. So the actual place that was supposed you know, gonna be blown up is is no longer there. But you can You can visit Parliament and I have visited Parliament and I would recommend it to anybody just to go and have a look round. It's a Victorian building, you know, apart from Westminster Hall. So, you know, Parliament itself is all Victorian, but it's really well worth visiting just to go and experience it. And also we have a gallery upstairs and you can actually sit in the gallery and listen to Parliament
0: going on you know, which is, which <laughs> that's is a good thing, good? I is think rid- so, yeah. Um, well, if, I was going to ask this, because I, this, just to go way back in history, and kind of get some context, um, Nancy and I just watched a film about Boudica and oh, yeah. the, 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 the Queen, the Queen of War, and yeah. it was inspired by the true story, God, it was bloody, holy cow, like, you know, when you look at, you know, and how they had to get together, like you're talking about. So here's yeah. the Romans, and so when you're talking about, okay, here's the Catholics, and then you've got the, you know, the the um, Church of England. So Budica comes before that, right? So this is a weird time frame when you think about, okay, organized religion, but at the same time, you had the Celts slash pagans, right? At, and at the same time, the Romans, yeah. which were kind of that way, but also more on like catholic but there's still mysticism around them as well so where where does this kind of stop and end i mean we still have pagans running around which i think you know power to everyone's beliefs and wiccans and you know i'm, I'm oh, all yeah, for it yes. um listen no no i i mean i think it's i'm i'm all into it but but um there's so everything is still there but when did like that shift happen i mean did did the churches take out the pagans to be able to rule and was was it the catholics and the was it the romans who did it first did well, that make any sense <laughs> yes i know
1: what you mean um Boudica, or when i was growing up she was called bodicea um but okay. now, they, now they say that she's got to be called Boudica. um she actually was the queen of the Iceni, or as they yeah. now want to call it the icenae um, but actually she was in, in this area. She was in East Anglia. She was. No you know, way. Yeah. Uh, just up the road. That's where she was based. Um, but actually what happened was the Romans came over here and she didn't like the way they were interacting with the local people. They were going to be nice to start with. And then they started to be a bit heavy handed. So she got an army together and she told them what she thought. Anyway, that's a long story again. Fascinating story. We, yeah, um, that's
0: we need to do that at some point, yeah.
1: But um then obviously the church was introduced and and obviously before Henry VIII the church was the catholics from Rome. So Okay. The church then sort of the Romans brought the church over more or less I think you could say. And then we still we got more and more people turning up and converting the locals into an organized religion so then by the time we're getting to the 1600s we've had the split from the catholic church to the church of england and the catholics were outlawed
0: wow
1: yeah i mean the catholics then were, were not allowed to practice catholicism it was against the law that's why in some big country houses, you had a priest hole, you know, a little tiny hidey oh, hole, wow. for at least a priest to live in if the family were still Catholics because they weren't allowed to have mass. So the priest had to actually hide up in a cupboard. Wow. If they found him, they'd have killed him. So, you know, oh, it's a fantastic wow. story. But, you know, this was what it's all about. And like I said, it's a much bigger story than you could ever think about writing in in a tiny article. No, no, but that's
0: what I'm saying, because it's that belief system and what was happening then. And so then when you think about the English coming here on the Mayflower for religious freedom, they were more of the, um, what we call Amish, right, the Quakers that were coming over. So where did they fit in the scheme of religion when they left? I mean, were they also banished like the Catholics at the time?
1: Well, they were making it very uncomfortable for them because a lot of them were were beginning to be a little bit more uh, relaxed and then there were also other groups that were wanting to be more um catholic rather than um the church of england which was in a different a different way so in the 1630s which is only 20 years after this oh they were they were then sort of really splitting up and making life difficult for people who didn't agree with the status quo. So if you didn't agree with what the people in charge said, you were in having problems, you know. So it was easier to jump on a ship and go to America than it was to stay where you were. Because then when you got to America, you could do what you want, more or less, you know. And the Quakers were... A quasi-religious sect. They're not actually well. They are, but they're not. You know, that's, again, that's another a, a massive subject. You know, yeah. we have to get some Quakers on because that's a really fascinating way of believing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and um, there's a lot of Quaker communities back east in, in this country yeah. in the states, and yeah. I've been to some historic Quaker homes that were from the 1700s. Yes, and they were so little and so um, humble. Like you wouldn't find mirrors in there because they won't exactly. look in the mirror yeah. because you They're know very basic. Yeah, and don't any nothing to inflate your ego. Yes. Basically, they didn't have paintings or portraits. I think maybe you had a silhouettes cut um, because that wasn't showing your face. It was like recognition, but not your in. You know, um, really interesting. And they did so much in helping free slaves. Um, you know. They were really a lot of them part of the Underground Railroad, uh, which is pretty amazing. So it's there's just there's there's tons as we as we talk, you know. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it really goes into. Those moral beliefs. I mean, when you say, oh, it's easier to jump ship. It wasn't easy to get on a ship back then. Are you kidding me? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Talk about puking your guts up over the edge. Like, come on. You know, it wasn't that easy. Oh, those compared ships were to, Compared
1: to living in England. But that
0: shows how how stressful yes. it is. It's like if someone said to you now, you're going to believe in this religion only. And this yes. is, you know, what you're going to believe. And you don't, it's, you, you can't say, okay, to, you know, a person of Jewish faith, oh, you're going to be a Muslim or vice versa. That's how strong it is, you
1: know? But in a way, we are so fortunate that today we can do that up to a point.
0: Uh, Yeah. I think we we need to remember that. And it's, but it's this extremism that just doesn't, it, 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 extremism ends up in an extreme pain. Yes, the ext- there's nothing positive that comes out of that extremism no. whatsoever.
1: And I think all we need to do is just live and let live, and that is the secret to a happy world. Yeah, that, and be kind. That ain't kind. gonna happen, is it?
0: Well, we just keep trying, Glenn, and keep telling these historic <laughs> stories and, and celebrate that no one did blow up and have a hot dog, uh, the sausages, sausage rolls, right? Some good soup, some hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, and nice sausages. and warm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Um, so everyone keep up with Glenn. Uh, go to his website, norfolk-tours.co.uk. He is here every fourth Saturday and other shows that we put on as well. And keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. The link to his article is in the show notes, but you can also go to blendradio and tv.com. Thank you so much, Glenn. Always fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, we always, we always just get off the tangent a little bit, don't we?
0: But we didn't get too political, did we? We just talked about religion
1: yeah exactly All right. That's not bad
0: hey you're not supposed to let's do it
1: <laughs> or not see you later